0: Hi, my name is Shane Ortega, and, uh, this is my first podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how people do this, so I'm just gonna work with what I got. Um, I'm to talk about myself for a little bit, because I think that's a good way to start. <sighs> it's, uh, it's pretty early in the morning for me, that's why I'm yawning. Um let's see. So I was, uh, born in 1998, February 8th. And, um, I mean, that was a funny story right to begin with. Uh, my dad had to rush through traffic to get my mom to the hospital all the way in Jackson. Um, and yeah, and, uh, my dad snuck his way into the, in the room where they had to do my mom's C-section. Uh, he convinced the nurse to let him in with the camera, so my entire birth is recorded. <laughs> Which is pretty cool, but it's, uh, it's not the most amazing thing to watch. For the simple fact that I don't, I don't want to see myself as a little itsy-bitsy baby coming out of my mother's stomach. It's pretty gruesome if you think about it. Anyways. So yeah. And then I I came out and they were like, look at your child. Woo! And the guy immediately rushed to emergency. Which so so since the beginning of my life. I've um I've caused mischief. Anyways. (laughs) Whew. I'm uh I'm a musician, as a lot of people know. Um, and it all started off at a young age, when I was when I had like my fifth my f- fifth birthday, I think. I played a show on the drums. It was like kindergarten, and I played two songs, <laughs> and uh, very appropriate songs for a kindergartner. I played two corn songs, with lots of Cursing and all Tom, all that tomfoolery that happens in a corn track. Shouts of corn, love corn. Um, yeah. So my music career started relatively early, <laughs> if you can call it that. I um, I played a show in fifth grade. That was my first ever show with two other kids. I played drums on that one also. We played Paranoid by uh Black Sabbath. And that was a lot of fun. I'm really shy. But on stage, I'm like this crazy lunatic. Um, so my dad was all nervous for my first show. He was like, I don't know. I don't know if my kid could do this. Like, he, <laughs> he's so scared and blah, blah, blah. And I went up there and I was like, Wow, Yeah! Woo! And I like, was I did some crazy drum solo at the end, like out of nowhere. And my dad was like, well, I guess he I guess he could do this. Um so that's when I knew uh I want to <clears throat> play music, I guess, yeah. <laughs> and in middle school I played drums also, but I got I was really bored of it, honestly. I didn't really like it anymore. So I like 4 years ago, I think. Yeah, 4 years ago. For my birthday my dad bought me a bass. And that night, I learned She from Green Day. And the next day, I learned, like, two more songs. And the day after that, I learned a bunch of other songs. And I ran with it. I, I loved it. There was something cool about it. It was still percussive. But you I felt like you can express yourself more than the drums. Sorry, drummers. um. And, yeah. Uh, and then my dad was playing in... Uh, a band with, like, people he knew, I guess. And I'd fill in on, like, bass. Uh, or singing whenever they, one of the members didn't show up. And then eventually, um, the bass player got deported. So I took his role. Like, a few weeks into playing bass. (laughs) And then something happened to the singer. Um... So then I took his place also. So in a few weeks of playing bass, I became the singer and bassist of this band. Uh, Just out of sheer necessity. It was pretty interesting. And we played at this place. I was 21 and over, and I was 16 at the time. So I was nervous as hell going inside that place. (laughs) I... (laughs) I, I, when I read that it said 21 and over on the bottom there, I was, I looked at my dad and I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. And he was like, go ahead and go inside. And I was, I was like hugging the walls, making sure no one saw me. And we played our, our first song just it was like an open mic kind of thing. And, uh, I played, we played Paranoid. (laughs) I guess that's the the universal first song that every band plays. It's pretty pretty interesting, and yeah, I didn't. I don't think I sang at the time, but I did play bass, and it was you could see. There's a video of it. you could see how nervous I am on stage. It's nothing how it is now, um, and yeah, from from there, I think I did become like the singer of that band after something happened to the singer. And, uh, we just did the open mic thing. It wasn't like we were like a band or anything like that. I think, I think my dad came up with like to use the Angel Riot name, um, because he was in a band called Angel Riot and he was just like, let's just use that name. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, sorry if I sniffle a lot. I, uh, have allergies and, um, allergies are horrible. You can't like see or breathe or anything anyways, I digress um so we were angel riot, and eventually we we met Tony and he became our drummer and then we started playing actual shows outside of that venue. um <laughs> We like grew up, we graduated <laughs> um and we used to play a lot in homestead at a place called the Mutineer before they closed down or whatever. And there's a bunch of places in Homestead. Homestead's pretty cool for music. Uh, we play at Scully's a lot. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I get to play on stage with my with my dad. Who happened to give birth to me. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> that's a stupid inside joke. If you've ever been to an Angel Ride show. Um, but yeah, so... And not much has happened since then. And just playing music and recording music, writing music. Um... Writing music's interesting because I I like writing guitar and bass parts and stuff like that because it's fun, but writing lyrics is annoying. I I find annoying because whenever I feel like I'm writing something that's like from my heart or whatever, I feel like it's really corny. Um, uh, Recently, I've been writing a lot of... uh, Excuse me. Sorry. Whew. I've never been... (laughs) These allergies... I've been writing a lot of songs about, um, love and breakups, yeah, because that's what I'm going through, and all those cheesy cliches or whatever, it's like, you write the best music when you're, when you're sad, or when you're in a breakup, it's the best music that you could write, it's 100% true, honestly, (laughs) um, I, I'm not going through a great time right now, at all. And so I feel discouraged and I don't actually write lyrics. And I don't like singing because I don't like my own voice. Um, so I'm trying to write lyrics. Um, there's a lot of conflicting emotions going on in me. Is in me? That's, or I don't know. A lot of conflicting emotions happening right now because, uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff that's happening in my life with, uh. With a particular uh person that i <laughs> i love uh I, I should say i loved i mean I still love her but not in the same sense naturally um and here we go, I guess we're going to digress into that um so i uh <laughs> I never dated anyone in high school and middle school or I would hope not in elementary school because you're like five years old and five-year-olds shouldn't be dating it's really weird um no offense to any five-year-olds out there who are currently dating I don't know I'm trying to get that those people listen to this podcast also I guess um but I never dated anyone through high school. I had a gajillion crushes in middle school and high school, but i never acted upon them because I was, uh, super shy. Still am. Um, and I guess I'm really picky. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then one day my best friend Carlos, um, Who's going to probably appear in one of these podcasts one day? Because he's he's a hoot, as the cool kids say, or do they say? I don't know. Uh, Carlos um, found uh, <clears throat> this this uh, this girl named uh, Ronnie, um, and uh, we like hit it off immediately because we both had like very similar music tastes, like really close for like. A- pretty much obscure bands like, like Chevelle, and like, <laughs> I don't know, I can't think right now, um, and, anyway, it, it was really cool, I mean, I, I met her for the first time in person on my birthday at my favorite restaurant, Shinju, Japanese cuisine, the best restaurant in the world, try and get a sponsor here, um, <laughs> And it was really cool, I mean, she had a guitar, and I was like, grabbed that thing and started playing it. And it was, like, this look that she gave me, and I was like, yep, this is the person I've been waiting for all this time. <laughs> all these years of being picky and stuff like that, finally found her. And lots of stuff. Um, we, <laughs> I-, I saw her as my really extremely close friend, like, my best friend other than Carlos or my dad, because my dad's my best friend also. Um, And we, were- we got really close, and we... I never hung out with anybody. I used to, I would hung hung out, I would hang out with her all the time, play video games together. Really cool. Great Overwatch player. Honestly, honestly. I've played with a bunch of people on Overwatch. Ronnie's the best Orissa in the world. Just gonna point that out put that out there. Best Orissa ever. Honestly, really amazing Overwatch player in general. She uh <laughs> My favorite thing is when um people get like angry. And, um, most of the time I would like step in and be like, Hey, Hey buddy, stop. But sometimes she would <laughs> just unleash on these people. It would be hilarious. It, it would be some of the funniest things you ever heard because Ryan doesn't like, she doesn't get into confrontations with people. And then when she did, it was like all of hell was coming out <laughs> in the greatest way possible. Man, I'm choking up. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Um, (coughs) sorry. My chair is also really squeaky, but it adds to the allure of this podcast. You come here to listen to my squeaky chair, obviously. Um, but yeah. Um, she, (laughs) she taught me more things than, outside of my parents, more things than anybody else in this world. Um... And she, she taught me how to be more of a man, honestly, and I'll admit that. I don't. I didn't really have a direction in my life. I still. I don't have like a direct direction, but now I. I know what I want to do. It's just how to get there. Um. Yeah. And. On, I think it was yeah it was, uh Thanksgiving. Um, she, she, uh, came over to my family's Thanksgiving, whatever the hell it's called. Um, that was cool. And then the next day or yeah, I think it was, it was, uh, the black Friday where you can get awesome deals at guitar center. Um, still not sponsored, but guitar center for your best deals on guitar equipment, new guitar equipment um uh where was i man i'm (laughs) i lost it with that advertisement that i don't get paid for oh so we were playing a show at tony's house a drummer and like a house show just for black friday everyone's like Woo and drinking and having fun and talking about the wwe um and and she was like hey you want to you you wanna be a couple or in, in nicer terms, I mean. And I was like Hmm, let me think Yes! Like I just like I <laughs> I uh man, I've been waiting for that day for a long time, for uh eleven months exactly. Ten months exactly. Wow, well, look at me. Um <laughs> it was one of the happiest moments of my life. I was like Yeah, wow I finally got the girl my dreams. Yeah Um it was pretty cool um she she goes up she what am I saying it was, um great three months awesome three months honestly um <laughs> here's my here's what I have to say though when you love someone no matter if it's family especially family if it's your best friend or if it's your girlfriend your boyfriend your husband wife your next-door neighbor's dog, if you love someone, you get into a lot of fights. Because love makes everything amplified. You know? You, <laughs> you're in the rain, um, alone, it's like, this sucks, this is horrible, I'm getting all wet. You're in the rain with someone you love, you're either more pissed, or you're like, whoa, Fun play day time! Exactly, woo! Um, so, <laughs> like, what I'm trying to say is, if you don't care about someone and you get into a fight, you just go, Psh, "Whatever. I don't need to deal with this person." You just stop. But if you're fighting with someone that you love, you're, you you <laughs> you want a resolution, you want to understand the person's point of view, you want everything to be solved because you love that person. So everything gets amplified. And so yeah, there was there was fighting, but nothing like "Fuck you. You suck. You're you're ugly, blah blah blah." It was more like <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are, I don't know how to explain this, but it, it wasn't bad. At least not to me. I learned from from everything that happened, so it was just a life lesson to me. Um, at the end of the day, we were two different people who didn't work out for each other, because I I'm, I'll admit, Ronnie is a dominant woman. She is like strong mentally and physically like she doesn't put up with anything. She will like she'll have her way. She's she's a good role model, honestly. I've always said that. She was a good role model for for women and and men, who cares? Little little kids. She she didn't put up with anybody. And then I am headstrong as hell. If I believe something, I believe it. <laughs> it's going to be hard for you to convince me otherwise. Unless you have like solid proof, I'm mean, gonna believe what I believe, um, so it didn't really work out, because of that, um, but yeah, hopefully I'll have her on this podcast one day, but, I don't know, I would love to, I, honestly, Ronnie is one the, one of the most important people I've ever come into my life, she's taught me so much, and, um, I would love to have her on this podcast and just talk to her. But yeah, and I don't know how, how did I get to this point? What's this podcast all about? You know what? Let me explain what this podcast is going to be all about, at least for the moment. I want to interview just everyday people and talk about their lives. Just everything that's happened. Because I think the most interesting people are just everyday people. Every single person on this planet has had some kind of entertaining thing happen to them. Or some really interesting thing happen to them. Or something that will make you happy or sad. So I just want to interview <clears throat> as many people that I know. Maybe even random people. I'll go outside with a lemonade stand and be like 50 cents plus an interview on the podcast. And see see <laughs> who comes out here to to be interviewed. But that's what I want to do. I, um, so for this podcast, even though I've told a bunch of stories about myself, we're going to talk about, let's talk about at least one really interesting thing or hilarious thing that happened in my life. I think it's hilarious, even though it's really disturbing at the end of the day, but I think it's a good, good story. Okay. So. In the first grade, I was really sickly, like, in the hospital, in and out, constantly. My first grade teacher even visited me a few times. I forgot her name, I'm not good with names, because I don't remember a lot of things. (laughs) And, um, I think I had gotten my tonsils removed, and I just woke up in my bed, and my dad was there, my mom was there, and they're all like, Shane, hey, how are you doing, you're doing better? I was like, Yeah. Uh, I'm doing good, and my dad's like, look, I got you a Mojo Jojo, like, stuffed animal thing, and I was like, whoa, Mojo Jojo, I love the Powerpuff Girls, I was, I was ecstatic, Mojo Jojo, he's cool, he's a monkey with a big brain, how can you not love him, anyways, so, I, uh, apparently I was getting, like, pale, and, um, My dad was, like, worried, he was, like, on top of me, and he was like, Are you okay, Shane? And all of a sudden, I, like, like a scene from The Exorcist, I was, like, puking this red blood just everywhere, like, Like, everywhere, like, totally a scene from The Exorcist. Um, and (laughs) my parents are there watching their son spill out every single fluid from his body in this bright red, just covering the walls and the ceilings. Like, no exaggeration. It was everywhere, apparently. And I knocked out afterwards. I mean, I couldn't understand that. And my... <laughs> I don't remember this, because I'm dead or whatever. Um, my dad was like, Shane! Shane, wake up! And, uh, I, I responded with... And he, um... <laughs> he, he was chasing the people that were taking me to like the emergency surgery section or whatever, and whatever. Yeah, I was. I I lived, as you can tell. But uh, apparently, what had happened was that when my tonsils were getting stitched up, there was a. They didn't like stitch it all away or something like that. There was like a little hole left, and it was dripping little bits of blood. I just punched the microphone. Take that microphone. <laughs> Uh, it was dripping little drips of blood into my stomach, which was full of water. Now, you ever get—excuse <coughs> me—you ever get um, food coloring and put into a bucket of water, it's going to turn the whole entire thing blue or yellow or whatever. That's what had happened. A few drops of blood were dripping into my stomach full of water, it was turning it all red. So what had looked like me, like exorcist spewing out blood everywhere it was just like a little bit of blood and and a lot of water but um those are one of those moments where i would love to see like an out-of-body experience about of what had happened because from my point of view i think that's hilarious i don't know (laughs) am i am i weird here um i think it was funny yeah (laughs) that's a that's one of the stories in my life Uh. I, when I have other guests on here, like my dad and my mom and stuff like that, they'll they'll f- tell better stories for sure. I'm not the best storyteller. I'm not the best talker. I'm not even like the best or the or. Anyways, um, I just got reminded of when we used to when I was sixteen. I used to play at that at that bar. How drunk people would come up to me all the time and try to give me life advice. It was the greatest things in the world. People would come up to me and be like, "You, you really got a thing for your your instrument there. You should, you should like move to 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 California, and 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 play bass for like Guns and Roses." And I was like, "I that's perfect advice actually. I, don't, I should do that right now. I, what am I doing here?" Um, but my favorite person was this one guy who came up to me and he was like, you like science kid? And I was like, you, yeah, science, cool. He was like, you ever wonder what's, <laughs> you ever wonder what's in between atoms? And my mind was blown. I was, I was like, b- b- you, you thought of this? How did, what, <laughs> what, what's happening? Are you? Are you the Messiah? Like, what's happening? And he was like, What's in between atoms? I'm sorry. What's, what's in between atoms? Like, are there... Is there just emptiness? Is, what's, what is in between atoms? And he was just like repeating it over and over again. Walking down the street screaming. He was like, What's in between atoms? What's in between... What's in between atoms? And I was like, I don't... I don't, I don't know what to tell this guy. So... Yeah, that's uh, the magic question of today. What's in between?